Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. I'm the lead film and draft analyst for Arrowhead Pride. And we are doing a special episode here on the podcast channel. We are going to do a mock draft of the entire first round. And uh, it's myself and Jake and Craig and Maddie. And Matt Stagner is on with us right now. Stags, what's up, buddy? What's going on? It's going to be fun, man. I'm excited that you're jumping in on this with us. We got a lot to cover. We're going to make 32 picks. Um, and we're just kind of going down in order. We made it a couple tweaks. Uh, Jake, we're letting Jake pick for the Packers because we're nice people. Uh, <laughs> it would have been funny, funnier to sabotage it and just give them terrible teams, I guess, or players, I guess. But, you know, what are you going to do? Uh, so at 29, we're all going to make the pick. I think we kind of just want to see, like, what all of our opinions are on the players and all that stuff. Um, but this this should be fun. Before we jump in, all the players that we are about to talk about, you can find write-ups for them on the KC Draft Guide, which is releasing on April uh, 8th. We're really excited for you all to see that. We've got over 225 write-ups uh, in this thing. It's going to be it's gonna be really cool. If you go to gum.co slash KC Draft, promo code NERD, N-E-R-D, you can get the guide pre-ordered for $6.99 or like half the price of Maddie's order at Chipotle. So, I mean, well, that's, a, that's a steal of a deal, right? You're lucky if that's only half the price of my order, Ken. <laughs> well, we're going to... If uh, if the Chiefs actually pick at twenty nine, I might have to foot that bill for a for a Chipotle order. So, okay, all so right. Stagner, all you buddy, take us away. First pick in the draft to the Arizona Cardinals. Go. All right, appreciate being an honorary nerd at least for the night. Um, oh, you're always a nerd. I appreciate that. So, in this case, uh, I made sure to clarify that this is a a. a mock that is all about who we would pick not who's actually going to be picked so i'm going to do something drastic and i'm going to take uh, the best player available in the draft <laughs> so uh i i do believe arizona goes quarterback here whether they should or not uh whether they take the quarterback at number one or they trade the pick to somebody else who takes the quarterback at number one uh but I, i'm definitely going nick bosa here uh he's really does everything that you want from an edge player uh, he's got the he's got the tremendous technical ability, uh, which I was impressed by. Uh, hand usage, uh, just uh, technique, uh, really seems to know what he's doing. Has a plan for every pass rush. He can get off blocks. He can set an edge. I mean, it doesn't have the elite first step, uh, but I think he's got everything else. Uh, so it's definitely the best player in the draft. They put together a mean pass rush in Arizona uh, by adding Nick Bosa. Nick and D, here we go. Oh wait, no, never mind. That's not. That's the Niners. God. This is going off to a great start. Speaking of the Niners, I was already on there. Jake, who are the Niners taking? 
Well, the the Niners, you know, I think D Ford really benefited from having one of the best interior pass rushers in the National <laughs> Football League and Chris Jones. So they're gonna stick with that model and take the the man, the myth, the legend, Quinnen Williams from Alabama. Uh, if you haven't seen this guy play, you probably don't watch college football, but he is just a man amongst boys. He is playing a different sport than the rest of the guys out there. He uh, he's not really like the biggest need for the Niners. I think they have, you know, they've invested on that interior defensive line recently, but no one like Quinnen Williams. So I think he's a slam dunk pick here at number two. Uh, San Francisco 49ers going to go ahead and take Quinnen Williams. I think they would prefer to have Bosa, but I mean, Stag's ruined that. It's all right. That's right. Uh, I'm go. I'm going with the Jets. Made the right pick. He did make the right pick. I mean, that's that's a good. It's a good player. It's a great player. The best player. Yep. I'm going with the Jets here, and uh, I'm going to go with a guy that we have in our top five currently on the KC draft guy, and that's Brian Burns, the edge from Florida State. He tested really well uh, and came in. Uh, he he really helped himself out by weighing about 250 pounds at the combine, and he showed great athletic ability. He's got. He's probably the most flexible pass rusher in this entire class. He's got a plan. Um, he's really smart, really cerebral as a rusher, and uh, I'm really excited about his future. Uh, we're higher on him than probably most are. Great pass rush here for the Jets at edge with uh, Brian Burns. Craig, who you got with the Oakland Raiders? Well, the Raiders at this point have seen all of the best players go off the board so far and Kyler Murray fell into their lap. They need a quarterback. Derek Carr sucks. They've got all these new weapons. They want to put a young quarterback around him. They're taking Kyler Murray. He's a little bit short, but he's dynamic. He's got an arm on him. He's going to be the first quarterback taken in this draft, and the Raiders had him fall to him at or fall to them at number 4. They're taking him and they're going to they're going to sprint to the podium to take that pick. It's lit. Pat versus Kyler. Let's go. I'm here for it. Yeah, let's go. Okay, Matt, Tampa Bay at pick number five. Who you got? So Tampa Bay was on the verge of letting Gerald McCoy go this offseason. They weren't sure if they wanted to keep him around at his pay, at his price. So what are they doing this draft? They are bringing McCoy back, but they're going to go get his replacement, Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston. Whether you want to say he weighs 270, 285, which is what he came in at, it doesn't matter. Ed Oliver is going to be the pick. He's a very good and explosive interior defensive lineman. He's going to fit in there with Gerald McCoy this first year, but he'll take right over as that three-tech going forward. Yeah, I love that All right, with the, uh, with the New York Giants pick, Stags, who you got? So once again, here is a, another team that, that is a shit show, uh, a train wreck, looking for – they need a quarterback. Uh, they need a lot of other stuff. Um, but uh, we're going we're gonna to go right back to the pot with the edge rusher, uh, Josh Allen. Uh, it's your classic bendy speed rusher guy. I don't think we've seen the best football out of him yet. Uh, he's been improving under our guy, Matt House, over the last couple of years. Uh, but I, I think – I think he's got a ways to go as a run defender, and I think he's going to get there. Um, might be a better pro than he was a college player. Oh, he's a good player. I tend to agree with that. Okay, seventh to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jake, who we got? Well, after giving uh, all that money to Nick Foles, they need some offensive weapons around him. So I go. I went ahead, and I think I drafted the highest upside offensive player in this draft skill position guy went with dk metcalf out of Ole miss um i think this is a really obvious landing spot for him um i think it'd be a good pick for them so 
uh, expect DK Metcalf to come off around this time anyways. So that's that's where I went. Like, like they didn't just sign Chris Conley. I mean, they got I was waiting to make that weapon. joke, but you, because you're in the same room, get to it first. That's right. <laughs> he might be just as good as Chris Conley someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's my slander. Who had the higher vertical jump? <laughs> I mean, it's oh, a good point. He's not wrong. Okay, so I had the Detroit Lions, and uh, I went with the best player. Uh, at this position and at this kind of situation in the draft. I went with TJ Hawkinson, the tight end from Iowa. Uh, he's a great inline blocker. Uh, he's an excellent tight end as a pass catcher, too. I think you know he's got a little bit of fluidity in his, his hips, uh, strong hands, can run the seam. He does it all. He does everything you want out of a tight end, and he's just getting better. He's only a redshirt sophomore entering the draft, so had to go with him. Uh, with the Buffalo Bills pick at nine, Craig, where are we going? So the Buffalo Bills are picking here, and they needed a tight end, but TJ Hawkinson is off the board. I think it's a little early to take Noah Fant. I think it's a little bit early to take Irv Smith at this juncture, and they find themselves with Christian Wilkins sitting on the board. I think he's a good player. I think this might be a little high for him, but again, this is what we would do. I think he fits them Really, really well. They have Star, Latatui, and Harrison Phillips are their two defensive tackles. I mean, that's fine, but it's not great. I think Christian Wilkins makes a magnificent difference in that front seven, and I think he can kind of help push things a little more in the run defense and in the pass rush for them. I think he gives them a nice key component in the front seven to make them a little stronger. All right, Broncos at 10. Maddie, who you got? So the Denver Broncos are up, and this is a pick I almost went with Devin Bush for him because I need a little bit of linebacker help after losing Brandon Marshall. But we actually settled on this. It's a draft of what we would do. If I'm running the Broncos, I know with Joe Flacco, we're not winning this year. There's no reason for me to try to win this year. I have Joe Flacco. I'm playing the long game. I'm going for next year. I'm drafting Jeffrey Simmons. He's a top 10 type player in this draft. He's going to come back next year healthy from tearing his ACL. He's going to be a monster playing three-tech. You can slide him as a nose shade every now and then. He's got freakish strength. He's still learning how to play the position completely and just getting by on raw athleticism right now. You get him some technique work. Him on the inside with Miller and Chubb on the outside, that's a dominant defensive front, and that's what's going to help them win when they get a new QB next year. Maddie, if you were running the Broncos, they wouldn't have had Flacco in the building anyway. But I digress. I came uh, up late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Immediate, the first thing you did is you traded Flacco, probably. Okay. First thing I did was get rid of Stagner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Stags, Cincinnati right. Bengals. Where are we going? The, bu- the Bungles have needs across the board here. I, I think there's you could go a, a lot of different directions with this pick. Uh, I went with Devin White. I think he's kind of your prototype of today's linebacker. He can play any of the three positions. Cover tight end, can blitz a little bit. He's got some of that alpha dog characteristic that you want. Uh, can be a little bit of an enforcer as well. Uh, so I like his his ability. To, they kind of cleaned house at linebacker this year as well in Cincy, if I recall correctly. So I think this is a nice fit there. All right. Jake's time to shine for his Green Bay Packers. Who you got? Well, Devin White was appealing here, especially because I like how much he rides horses. That's kind of neat. Um <laughs> But I went with the pick that is obviously going to secure the 14th World Championship in Green Bay, and that is the offensive tackle Patrick guard, Mahomes. 
I wish. Sorry, I mean, if you Patrick said Mahomes were available so. for trade, I would go ahead and trade you this 12th pick for it. Deal? No. Okay. No. Well, then I'll take my. I'll make. Let me make my pick. <laughs> All right. I took Jawan Taylor, the offensive tackle guard from Florida. Uh, Brian Bulaga is a very good right tackle when his knees aren't destroyed, which is usually about half the season. So they kick him in at guard, let him play right guard for a while, and then inevitably when Bulaga gets hurt, he'll he'll kick out, play that right tackle. So I took Jawan Taylor for the Packers. Super Bowl. Championship. Okay, I had the Dolphins, and uh, I went with the best quarterback available so far to this point, and that's Dwayne Haskins, the quarterback no from Ohio Ryan State. <laughs> yeah, no, I, this was this was pre. We we made the mock pre did, Fitzpatrick and all. Did the you know he went to Harvard? What, did <laughs> he go to Harvard? I did. What? <laughs> Crazy. Dwayne Haskins didn't, but he's pretty smart. Uh, really <laughs> cerebral quarterback. Um, I I like him. I think I think it might be the highest of all of us in this group with him. Uh, I think he's really smart. I think he finds positive plays all over the field. I think he's got some upside as he get, grows and develops down the field. Probably needs to be a little bit more aggressive, and, and hopefully they kind of you know pull that out of him a little bit. But uh, I think there's a lot of positive traits with him. Intriguing prospect. With the Falcons pick at 14, Gregory, where are we yeah. at? The, the Falcons, I think, make a lot of sense. They need some cornerback help, and the best cornerback, I think, on our board – that if he hits his ceiling is Greedy Williams and I mean an LSU player. He just he just makes a lot of sense for the Falcons. I mean they've got Isaiah Oliver and Desmond Trufant are kind of their two starters right now. So they need kind of a third guy to be able to mix in there. So he makes a lot of sense for the Falcons. I'd take him here if I was the Falcons. But we got asked this earlier today, uh kind of evaluating some trade up spots for the Chiefs, you know, we're, we're still going to take guys at 29, but maybe some prime trade-up spots. I think this is a prime trade-up spot based on how this mock has gone so far. And I think you can get away with doing it by trading a second-round pick and a third-round pick. I realize that's very pricey. And then you can move up from 29 to about this range. And I think that a guy like Greedy Williams, maybe a guy that I'm not... As high on going in, I think Byron Murphy is the better player right now. But Greedy Williams, with his size, his length, and his speed, could be the highest ceiling cornerback in this class. He just switches off too often. I think before this week, Steve Spagnuolo would have had to do a lot of work to kind of keep him in check. Now you put Honey Badger in that room with him. I think that that's a perfect fit. Like I think that Honey Badger is going to be able to get the most out of Greedy Williams. He's going to keep him switched on all game long. That's kind of his biggest knock for me. So this is one of those situations where I think if you really do love Greedy Williams, his size, length, speed, you can put him in that room with a proven another LSU guy and then be able to just you know kind of get the most out of him by having that other guy in the room with him. I think there's good infrastructure with him, just not just with Honey Badger, but I think the staff too. I mean, you think about Matt House, you think about uh, Steve Spagnolo, you think about David Merritt. That's a good group of guys to help support him. Okay, uh, Maddie, I'm really looking forward to this one. The Washington Redskins. So I'm the Washington Redskins, uh, and two picks before me, Dwayne Haskins goes off the board. 
after the Dolphins, who were not taking a quarterback, and on my mind. So now my whole draft is just up in flames. I'm the Redskins. I don't prepare for this kind of stuff. My guy wins. <laughs> I'm in a panic. I'm trying to write Drew Locke down on my index card. I get Daniel Jones and him confused. So we're taking <laughs> Daniel Jones. But really, the Redskins are, look, they need a quarterback. Case Keenum had that fun year with the Vikings, but he's simply not the guy. The Redskins need a quarterback. They need a quarterback now. They need someone to come in that can compete with Case Keenum and make him at least earn the job. And if Daniel Jones is a little bit safer than Drew Locke. I think he's going to be able to come in. He's going to be able to pick up an offense. He's going to go out there and be able to functionally take snaps. How good he will be throwing the ball is up in the air a little bit. But he can come in. He can win a starting job or at least push somebody. There's a chance that Drew Locke's just not quite ready for that mentally. He's a little erratic with his accuracy. So we lost our number one QB in Dwayne Haskins. We're coming back around. We almost thought about Drew Locke, but we went with Daniel Jones out of Duke. A little bit safer pick for us. Good one. Okay. <laughs> Stagner, the Carolina Panthers. So for Carolina, I thought about giving them an offensive tackle. Uh, but I think there's also still a need at edge. Uh, so we're going with the, the lanky Montez Sweat. Uh, 6'5", incredibly long arms. Strictly looks like a 4'3'N. Doesn't seem like a space player but he was a lot better in run defense than I expected before I watched a little bit of him uh, so I think he can I, I think he can bend I think he can be explosive as a pass rusher and, and again surprisingly strong in the run defense uh, I think they get a good one here well we'll be back with the second half of this mock draft right after this word support for this episode comes from Viator sure a good souvenir is always fun but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once in a lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Okay, let's keep going here. The New York Giants picking at number 17. Jake, who you got? Well, I think the, the Gettleman in New York is just overjoyed that one of his top quarterbacks is still available I think after not taking a quarterback at six you maybe think they were punting on quarterback till next year but you never really know what the Giants are gonna do and I don't think they really do either (laughs) but they were surprised that Drew Locke was still available Uh, so they're gonna go ahead and take the quarterback out of Mizzou Drew Locke at pick 17 um, I think he that's a good spot for him, actually. And, and I think he could sit behind Eli Manning for a year because apparently they're still going to ride him for a year. So, Drew Locke, enjoy the Big Apple. Woo! 
Uh, okay, I've got the Minnesota Vikings, and I am going to try to help them solve their perpetual problem of offensive line issues. And I gave them the best offensive lineman on the board right now, and that's Jonah Williams, the tackle from Alabama. I know a lot of people uh, are kind of de- kind of debating whether or not he's going to be able to stick outside. Uh, I think he can, and I think you let him try it out there. If not, you're going to have an excellent interior offensive lineman, and uh, you know he's he's a really solid player. Uh, whether or not he plays tackle or guard, great value here at 18. Craig, where are we going with the Titans? Hey, quick question, guys: Do you guys know who plays center for the Titans? Yep, I don't know who plays offensive line for the Titans. <laughs> well, Taylor they- Luan. I know, I know, Conklin. I know. Uh, Jack Conklin sucks. I know that much. <laughs> Didn't they have Eric Jack Kush Conklin's at one point dad time? hates? They Cam. did. What? Oh, guys, time What's out, up, guys. Jack Conklin. Jack Conklin. Uh, his dad got mad at me on Twitter during or after the Titans game. It was after the Titans playoff loss because I was slandering him from the stands, and his dad came back and clapped back after they won. Just, anyways, please continue. Well, with that fun story there, no, they need a center. Uh, ben Jones, Corey Levin are kind of the rotational guys in there right now. They need a guy on that interior to kind of run the show. We saw Garrett Bradbury blow up the combine. He's a guy that is definitely in round one potential there. I think this makes a whole lot of sense. They give Mariota and Ryan Tannehill some extra protection up front there after Ryan Tana or after Mariota goes down hurt. I think Bradbury makes a lot of sense there at uh, pick number nineteen. All right, Maddie, you got the Pittsburgh Steelers. What you doing here? All right, so I'm the Steelers. I'm getting ready to make my pick. And wait, ring, 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 ring. What's that? Oh, it's Brett Veach <laughs> wanting to trade up and draft Cleland Farrell. He's willing <laughs> to give me. Oh, wow, a second-round pick from next year to move up to this part? Sure, why not? Oh, wait, sorry, I'm the Steelers, and I need linebackers, and Devin Bush is still there. So if it wasn't for that, I'd say this is a perfect spot for the Chiefs to trade up, especially if the board fell this way. Assuming Devin Bush isn't there, which I think in the real draft isn't going to happen, I think he is really pushing up for linebacker one. If he's not there, the Steelers don't have a linebacker available in meeting one of the top two. And they don't have Greedy Williams, which is their kind of cornerback. They might be looking to drop down a little bit, pick up some more draft capital, because that's kind of the two positions they're targeting heavy. And if that was the case, the Chiefs should be moving up as hard as they could for Cleveland Farrell right now. He is the perfect kind of defensive end that they're going to be looking for. So to get to 21, you might have to go into next year's draft pool to trade up there. You could even, if it's this big buyer's market like it's been rumored to be, they might be able to get up this far with just a third-round pick and maybe a late-round pick. You'd have to feel it out, but it's a reasonable jump up from 29 to 21. The board would just have to fall a little better than this because there is no way the Steelers aren't taking linebacker one Devin Bush at this spot. You mean 20, but I get what you're saying. Okay, Stags, who you I'm got here with sheet. the Seattle Seahawks at 21st? Yeah, I, I think that this is another position where the Chiefs could potentially trade up with a team that doesn't mind trading back, even out of round one um, with Seattle. Uh, I, I agree with uh, with Manny's assessment. I think Cleveland Farrell is the Chiefs' edge uh, prototype. That's exactly what they're looking for. Uh, coincidentally, he's also uh, a great fit for the Seattle defense. Six five two sixty. You know, again, he's a, he's enough of a technician to get to get by uh, in, the, in the pass rush, but he, he's kind of an immovable force on run defense. He's a fierce competitor. I mean, he's really. Uh, a, really breaks the mold there. Uh, I think 
I think he's going to be in demand and definitely somebody to watch uh, for, for Kansas City, Seattle, and really all the teams in this range uh, that could use a pass rusher. All right, Baltimore Ravens up at 22, and Jake, you have the pick. Can't question. What? Who is Baltimore starting quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> Lamar. I mean, Lamar Jackson, but I think he's Wait, actually a quarterback. Oh, that answers my next question. What is he good at? Running the football. They take Cody Ford. I'm not sure where they play him yet, but he, they're <laughs> going to put him somewhere because they want to run the ball because Lamar Jackson is as good at throwing the ball as any of us. And they just signed they Nick Boyle. They just Orlando. signed Nick Boyle. That's what they do. Nick Boyle has like three more catches in the NFL than Matty Lane. Ooh. And they just signed him to like a three-year I mean, contract because he's a very good run blocker, right? So I think Cody Ford makes a lot of sense for them here. Uh, they're just going to run, pound the ball next year. I know they have some needs at edge, but I don't really like the way the edge board fell. So I just went ahead and took uh, Cody Ford, the, the old lineman from Oklahoma, go ahead and pair him back together with Orlando Brown, who they took last year. So I think that's a good fit for them, and I like that pick here at 22. Jake, this is clearly incorrect because it's not another tight end. Like they're, they're trying to field, <laughs> you know, like oh, seven true. tight ends at all times. They want, nine, they want nine offensive linemen basically on the field, but like four of them can catch passes. <laughs> I mean, that's... They want that's Cam true. Irving? Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. There, there you go. Um, so I'm with the Houston Texans here, and just a quick sidebar. You, know, you guys are talking about this trade-up range. Interesting, interestingly, interestingly enough, wow, I can't talk. Um, Baltimore and Houston, there's already been kind of talks that they want to move out. So Baltimore might be a, a, a player here, Houston. And it just so happens that the Chiefs' third-round pick from 29 to 21 based on the the trade chart actually falls with 23 or 22 and 23 here. So um with Houston and Baltimore that is a it could be a little bit higher if they're you know the market kind of gets you know like a, like a buyer's market uh or a seller's market but uh or wait is it a buyer's market? It's a buyer's market. But that's kind of that range that that falls into. Okay. Houston Texans Texans I am with their pick here and I'm going with Yadni Kajust the tackle from West Virginia. They need offensive line. I think everybody on the planet knows that they need offensive line, and it makes too much sense to just try to add someone here. You know, we kind of talked about this a little bit before we even went into this project. Kajus might be a little bit of a reach here, but they just need offensive line help significantly, so they got to make that investment. Okay, Craig, you're back up with the Raiders. Yeah, I, I would like to formally protest right now. I had to pick twice for the Raiders because clearly <laughs> Kent hates me in all of this. But the yes, Raiders actually got it. a really good player to fall to them. I believe uh, John Gruden said that pass rush is really hard to find shortly after he traded Khalil Mack. And uh, they get a pass rusher at this point right here at pick 24. Rashawn Gary out of Michigan. He's a guy that could play edge. He could play three tech. There, nobody's really quite sure where he's going to project, but he is an athlete. He is an impact player. He's pretty explosive. He doesn't always show it on tape, but I think once you pick a position for him and kind of put pieces around him, he can be a really, really excellent player. I think the Raiders wouldn't hesitate to go out and get a guy of his athletic ability to put on the edge for them. With the 25th pick in the NFL draft, Maddie, the Philadelphia Eagles select. So, full disclosure, this draft was done early in the week. At this point in time, 
Ronald Darby was still probably visiting Kansas City. He was not, in fact, signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. So at that time, this pick was Byron Murphy getting another young corner to get in there. I know the Eagles have some young cornerbacks that they like. They Some fans and some people that have even worked with the team say they like where they're out there. But you look at that depth chart before the Ronald Darby signing, I think they had to go corner. They had to try to replace what Darby could do. Bringing him back now with just a one-year prove-it deal, I think there's a slim chance they go cornerback sometime in this draft. But they're definitely not going cornerback in the first round, so this would have to be a hard audible if this were the real draft. But based on what we had going here, Byron Murphy was the pick. If this was happening right now in real time, we'd probably go with a Nasir Adderley-type free safety to pair with some of their defensive backs with Malcolm Jenkins. But where we stand, the pick's Byron Murphy, cornerback out of Washington. Okay, the Indianapolis Colts at 26. Stags, who you got? Yeah, so I think the Colts are going to be desperately trying to figure out how to rush the passer this year. That's a it's another good question for the group here. Uh, who are the pass rushers for the Colts right now? Marcus uh, Hunt and Danico Autry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Danico Autry. Uh, Marcus Hunt. Jamal Sheard. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Sheard. So, Gross. <laughs> so I, I would have really liked to give them uh, one of the top edge rushers here. Uh, I didn't like the way the board, f- board fell on the outside. So I'm going to say they're going to try to generate some pass rush from the inside with Jerry Tillery. Uh, I think he, this guy's going to get some uh, going to get some action in the backfield. There's a three-five technique. He can make plays. Uh, he's got a little bit of a burst. Uh, just looks like a disruptive player at the next level. He's definitely not Chris Jones, but it, but you'll you might hear some lazy comparisons that way. Uh, yeah, I, I like Jerry Tillery uh, coming from the inside. Uh, and again, the Colts are still looking for an edge. All right, the Oakland Raiders are up, Jake. You have the honors of being Mike Mayock here. Gladly. Gladly. At this point in the draft, I think on your third pick, you're going to take a little bit of a swing on a guy. And I think someone like Dexter Lawrence, the D-tackle from Clemson, just someone with his size, length, and athleticism, I think he's a guy that's a worthwhile investment at this time. Um, So pair him with Rashawn Gary. I think you just got a lot bigger and a lot more athletic especially on, on that defensive front. So I would go ahead and take Big Dex from Clemson University. All right, so I have at 28 the Los Angeles Chargers, and I'm going to help protect Phillip Rivers with one of the best pass-protecting offensive tackles in this class, Andre Dillard from Washington State, coming from the air raid offense under the GOAT, Mike Leach. Uh, really like his tape and pass protection. He's got some work to do in in the run game. Probably you know he probably needs to see if he can bulk up a little bit more. Uh, but uh, I like him. Good player. Okay, so what we're gonna do here with the Chiefs pick is we're actually all gonna make the selection. So um, Craig, you're gonna start us off because it's actually your turn. Uh, so this is the official pick for the mock draft, but uh, we're all gonna kind of continue to to go down this road. So Craig. Who do you have the Chiefs taking at 29? Well, at at 29 here, the Chiefs need a couple positions, but right now they have a big fat nothing at cornerback, at one of the cornerback positions right now. They got Kendall Fuller, they got Charvarius Ward, but as we all know, 70% of the time you're playing three corners that they need another guy on the outside. Tremont Smith is not that guy. So we're going to go with the best corner that we have left on the board. 
Justin Lane out of Michigan State. He's He fits their criteria. He's long, he's fast, and he has some crazy ball skills. He played wide receiver as recently as last year at Michigan State on some games when they were running a little bit thin with their depth. So he's a guy that can come right in, and he'll be able to fit well in a match zone scheme under Steve Spagnolo, and he's just going to get better. I think that this is a fine pick at 29, and I think he's going to be able to contribute immediately, especially if they don't add anybody else on that defense in the secondary. Maddie, where are you going? So realistically, I would go with Justin Lane as well. I think that he does, as Craig was talking about earlier, with Greedy having the highest ceiling of corners, I think Justin Lane is right there with his length, size, and just the speed. So that would be my pick. But just to be, oh, and one more fun Justin Lane stat. I saw this earlier this week. Six foot one plus corners to have over an 11 foot broad jump consisted of four people Justin Lane, Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Rhodes, and the last guy I don't remember because he wasn't very good, but Byron two. Byron Jones. <laughs> Well, no, I don't think he's a safety, I think. He wasn't the one on the list. It was a no-name guy on the list I saw. Now, he might classify, too, as a DB. I don't remember. But that's just two all-pros out of the three guys that have done it before. Just something to hang your hat on if you're a big athletic testing guy. But to be a little different, I went with Hakeem Butler here, and I can't stress this enough. This was before the Tyreek Hill news dropped. This has <laughs> nothing to do with anything about Tyreek Hill and his potential situation off the field. I just think Akeem Butler is easily wide receiver two in this class for me. He has crazy upside. I think he could come in and play right away as a slot receiver that can also play a little bit outside, and he would be the heir apparent to Sammy Watkins when you have to move off for cap reasons. So if you had the board fell like this, you didn't want to trust Justin Lane's development this early on, Hakeem Butler would be my offensive pick at this situation. There's a caveat with every single one of Matt's picks to this point. Correct. Uh, okay. <laughs> Okay, Stags, who you got here? All right, so clearly, yeah, the, we all recognize the need at edge and corner, so clearly the best course of action is to take a number two tight end with the 29th overall pick. <laughs> uh, so uh, my guy, Hawk, went a lot earlier, uh, as as is expected. Uh, so I went with Irv Smith Jr. here. Uh, I think he can do a little bit of everything. Uh, he's pretty reliable, kind of a plug-and-play guy that you can put in for incompletrius Harris uh, in the second uh, tight end spot. <laughs> And uh, he really provides some depth and some insurance because you think we have nothing at corner. Uh, look at the Chiefs' depth chart. Uh, what do we have at tight end uh, behind Travis Kelsey right now? Uh, Alex Ellis. No, wait, he didn't even get tendered. <laughs> Not tendered, Alex. Dion Yelder. It's Dion Yelder. Yelder. So, ah, so I, I like Yelder. You got you got to have some you got to have some depth there uh, in case of injury, in case of future contract trouble. Uh, I think you got to start looking for another tight end. They've been looking, I think, over the last few years for a second tight end. Haven't found one yet. Uh, Irv gives them a nice safe choice uh, here at that position. So I'm my turn. I, I went with a guy that's a top 20 player on our board uh, with the KC Draft Guide so far, and that's Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the safety out of the University of Florida. Started his time as an outside corner at Florida, played as a deep safety. He was basically in the nickel this year and uh, really helped his draft stock out because he actually knows how to tackle now. I don't know how that happened, but all of a sudden he <laughs> is a really good tackler. Played uh, played in the nickel basically the entire year at Florida, but I think he I think he could play deep. I you see his range, you see his ball skills. Um, that would be an intriguing thing to add to the back of that defense. But it'd be a really fun kind of versatile group with uh, with Tyron Matthew and Chauncey Gardner Johnson 
playing the safety roles. Jake, what about you? Yeah, I thought I kind of had a similar thought process as you can't. I thought about corner, but I'm not as high on Justin Lane as two of you guys are. And if I would have went corner, I would have went with probably Amari, Aurorie, or Rock. But then I thought, well, I'm going to take a top 25 player on our board that's going to be kind of in a, the same vein as being able to help on the back end. Um, I thought about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson as well, but I'm just a little bit a hair higher on Nasir Adderley, the safety from Delaware. So that's the pick that I went with for the Chiefs here at 29. Jake, you're back up. The uh, Green Bay Packers are on the uh, on the clock at pick 30. Where are you going here? I think they would run the card up for Noah Fant at at thirty. He fits their athletic profile. They need a they need a tight end. Uh, Jimmy Graham is terrible, so <laughs> Noah Fant, welcome to Green Bay. All right, Stags, Los Angeles Rams. They don't have a second round pick because the Chiefs have it, so they got to nail this pick. Where are they going here? Yeah, the Rams could go edge or corner here. I think I think you start to look for replacements at corner. Uh, start to look to the future here. Somebody with some upside. Uh, it's Amani Oruwariye. Uh, I think he's a again a six one press corner. He's got some ball skills. Uh, great competitor. I think he's got a lot of upside. Uh, really, really tested well as you guys pointed out last week. Uh, I think he he's a guy that could be a Chiefs target. Could certainly could be on their radar. Uh, if they stay at twenty nine, uh, we know they're not going to stay at twenty nine. But if they did, <laughs> this, uh, this this could be a guy that's on the radar. Uh, and again, I think it makes a lot of sense for the Rams. Good pick. It is a good pick. Uh, and yeah, Brett Veach is going to get bored. He's not picking at 29. Okay. The, uh, uh, the world champion New England Patriots. Gross. Maddie, who they got? Well, I can postpone this a bit for you because I was curious about Byron Jones not fitting this. And it's because I left out some stipulations on this, this uh, stat here. So since 2000, only four combine cornerbacks were over 6'1", with 33-inch arms or longer, ran a 4.5 or faster 40 with the 11-foot broad jump. So I only missed like three out of the four athletic criteria, but it was Jalen Ramsey, Born in June. Xavier Rhodes, <laughs> and Antonio Cromartie. So the fourth guy wasn't even bad. He was also an all-pro at one point in time. So athletic profile standing, Justin Lane is right up there with some elite corners that hit the same metrics. But Dynamite as far as the caveat, pick, my, Maddie. I got you, man. I have to keep up. Uh, I got to keep up a reputation here. Maddie Esther. As far as the Patriots pick, we're gonna make this quick and simple. They love secondary players. Chauncey Gardner Johnson's versatile. He can play a little corner, little safety. That's exactly what the kind of player that the New England Patriots like on the back end. Lock that pick in if he's still there, in my opinion. Well, that's going to do it for us. Um, thank you guys for listening to this. This was a lot of fun. Thanks to Stags for uh, for jumping on with us. If you have a chance, give us a five-star review on any of the platforms that you listen to this podcast. Make sure you check out the guide. Uh, we'll be have profiles of all these players if you go to gum.co slash draft Promo code nerd gets you the guide for $6.99. We will talk to you guys later. Right now, businesses are facing tough choices. Do you cut costs or drive growth? Solve for today or build for tomorrow? Do you satisfy your shareholders or satisfy your customers? The answer is yes. You don't have to choose. With the intelligent platform for digital business from ServiceNow, you can say yes to unifying your existing systems, 
and yes to accelerating growth. Visit servicenow.com to see how we can help you put yes to work. The world works with ServiceNow. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.